This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. And I got my buddy, longtime caddy, author, businessman, yada, 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 John Perlis. Perley, what's happening? Hey, why do you skirt over my few uh, accomplishments? I, I don't know. I, I, gotta get, I think I need therapy. <laughs> well, we need a little bit of help on that, but I'm doing fine. I'm looking forward to talking to the show. It's a great time of year with golf. Just spectacular golf watching on TV. And, man, are some of the folks playing, both the ladies and the men, are they playing up the storm? Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to get into the show. Okay, so we formulated the show like a round of golf, and the opening segment is called the On the Range segment. We want to thank our buddy Jeff Thornhill at TaylorMade Golf. He supplies us each week with a dozen TP5 golf balls to give away to one lucky listener. Send me an email, j at jdelsingolf.com, and you will be entered into the drawing. I also want to thank Darty Business Solutions. Oh, my gosh, I'd be remiss. They're the title sponsor of the show. Uh, they do so much for our community. Ron Doherty is the current chairperson of the Heart Ball in St. Louis for the American Heart Society. And gosh, this guy never sleeps. He's been on the show before. He's also presenting sponsor at the um, Ascension Charity Classic, Darty Business Solutions are. And they also uh, brought us, they were the sponsor of the APGA event at Glen Echo that is super, super cool that I want to talk a little bit about today as well. Because we're going into the farmers, John, this week, but we're going to recap John Rahm has just been whipping ass wherever he goes. He is making it look so simple. And if you're playing against him, you got to think to yourself, I better not miss because this guy's not going to miss. And man, did they play a tough golf course in that PGA West. You and I have both competed on that golf course before. And it is just wrought with danger zones. Oh, John, it's a double bogey headache on every single hole. Yeah, it's it definitely rewards good shots, but it can get beyond scary and you get in the wrong bunkers and uh, that one bunker I think is literally 15 I think it's 15 feet or 18 feet down it's just absolutely unbelievable obviously the guys know to stay away from that but Jay there's a lot of cool things that happened to that during that tournament so I'm I'm glad we're going to talk about a little bit yeah absolutely all right so you know how we are with statistics but I went and and got some statistics for John Rahm so put your seatbelt on how about four wins in his last six worldwide starts how about 54 under par in eight rounds of golf in 2023? He's, he's the, just won for the ninth time on the PGA Tour. He's going to San Diego and playing at Torrey Pines for the Farmers Insurance Classic. He won the U.S. Open there in 2021. He also, by the way, won the Farmers Insurance Open in 2017. I mean, John, this guy just walked down the ocean to get to San Diego. I mean, it's un- although I guess Palm Springs is kind of inland. That might be a tricky, tough geographically. But, John, he is playing the game at a level that we don't see that often. I, I totally agree. I think there's going to be a little bit of a change in pace, though. I believe they've had a lot of rain in Southern California, so you're going to see a soft, very, very possibly softer conditions. So some things might change up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what changes for his world because it should, shouldn't play near as fast as they got to play it in the desert. And, John, one of the things I wanted to bring up, I love what you're saying because of all the rain they've had in SoCal. John, you know what those greens at Torrey look like once you get a little traffic over them. First of all, folks, the, the greens at Torrey Pines are seaside poana. So it's similar to what you'll see in the Midwest, except it's just a little – Oh, gosh, it's not as good, not nearly as good a putting surface as the bent grass greens that we have here in the Midwest. And what happens later in the day, you'll get a little bit of growth and you'll get a ton of foot traffic that leaves marks with spikes, without spikes, pearl, unavoidable. Well, you, <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. There's not anything more dastardly than Poana later in the day, and especially after wet, wet conditions, when they can only do certain things with the mower to begin with. And 
even with tamping down spikes, you really can't tap down Poana. It's uh, it's just a tough mental game to to chip to, and certainly to putt to later in the day. No, there's no doubt. And John, we we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about the great showing by the University of Georgia grad, um, product Davis Thompson, rookie on the PGA Tour. What an event he had and was extremely impressive. Well, Jay, he absolutely pounds it. I loved his swing. His composure was fantastic. That, I don't what would you call it, a little flip pitch shot that he hit on the last hole that had some level of a chance of going in was classy beyond classy. You know, one thing that we don't get as amateurs is the opportunity to play the conditions that the tour players do. Sometimes there are better conditions, meaning it could be actually a little bit easier. But when you're pitching off of that super tight lie where it's almost kind of sitting on dirt a little bit and you're trying to hit the shot that Davis hit on that 18th hole and you're not one of the top players in the world, I, I, I think you got to have the putter out for sure. It was extremely impressive. And, John, we talk about how – we have talked about this so many times where the game of golf and your your outcome can can pivot on one particular play or one particular swing at any given time in the tournament. Maybe it's round one, maybe it's round four, whatever, but big, big swing when Ram was talk uh, was was asked about it when Thompson missed the fairway on 16. Rom put his ball in the fairway on the par five, wound up birdieing the hole, taking command of the tournament with that one-stroke lead. Pretty, pretty amazing uh, subtlety that, that Rom just pounced on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and they said Rom was hitting a little bit larger fade than normal, so he wasn't getting all the distance that he would like to get. But he's got the shot, Jay, that he knows he can hit the fairway. You and I have talked about that many times certainly within your own game, my game, for whatever the heck that matter, but your game on tour, you've got to have a shot that it's kind of that go-to. Tiger had the stinger back in the day, and Rom apparently just kind of has one that fades, I don't know, three, four, five yards further than it normally fades. It costs him some distance, but he can find the fairway. I'll tell you what, PG uh, West, if you're not playing from the fairways, you are scrambling like a wild, wild thing, and then you're in a position like he, like Davis was, where he has a long third shot in, and all of a sudden, the, the pressure mounts because you missed that one. Now you're looking at not just bogey, but maybe double. And he did a great job just to hang in there and make the par. But I want to make sure we talk about what happened on 17 too, because all, of all the kind of controversy from a couple of years ago about having that pin in. No, they're, they're absolutely. Let's go. We're going to pick that up on the front nine. Let's go do the tip of the cap segment uh, and wrap up the on the range segment. The tip of the cap is brought to you by our buddy Colin Burnt at Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. Pearlie and I both have vehicles from Colin and, and Dean Team of Volkswagen. Pearl, how's your truck? It's wonderful. I love it. I feel the same way. I've got an SUV. Colin did me just such a solid made the um, the process oh my gosh so stinking easy it was fantastic so a tip of the cap today i am tipping the cap to the children's hospitals here in the metropolitan st louis area namely cardinal glennon and children's hospital uh down uh barnes children's hospital down in the city i just toured the children's hospital today a humbling and what a grateful experience it was i i i met families i met some children that are dealing with much more harder difficult circumstances than i've ever had to deal with my in my life and they've got a smile on their face and they're tackling it head on and i gotta tell you it made me feel so grateful for some of the things that have been given to me and i also thought man what a deal for our community you know this is in the community and you just pray to god you never need it but if you do Gosh, John, I just felt like there were some angels working down there. So I toured it with the Children's Miracle Network today. They do some phenomenal work. We're going to have an announcement regarding my association with them coming soon. But Children's Hospital and Cardinal Glennon Hospital here in St. Louis, world-renowned, world-class people, huge parts of our community, and I'm tipping my cap to them. And I want to thank the Tip of the Cap segment, and I want to thank Colin Burt at 314 314- Nine six six zero three zero three for sponsoring the tip of the cap. That's going to wrap up the on the range segment. Pearlie and I'll be back for the front nine. Golf with Jay Delsing. That was on the range with Jay Delsing. For news on the latest golf equipment, tips, and to ask Jay a question, 
log on to jdelsinggolf.com. Coming up, it's the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. I love having Doherty Business Solutions as the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. You already know that they're the number one largest IT consulting firm and the largest software developer in the St. Louis region. You also know that there are over 2,500 Darty teammates in 30 states and three countries around the world. But what you may not be aware of is what Darty Business Solutions does right here in our own community. They were the sponsor for the first Advocate PGA event at Glen Echo this past September. Darty Business Solutions was also a presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. They have created Access Point, which builds diversity in the IT workforce. This is a game changer in our community. Literally, hundreds of mostly young African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 per year jobs right out of high school, and that training begins in high school. Darty Business Solutions believes talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. Ron Darty, our founder at Darty Business Solutions, is the chair of the 2023 HeartBall, supporting local the local American Heart Association Foundation. These are just a few examples of the positive things Darty Business Solutions is doing right now in our community. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. This is Paul Lazinger, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delphine. This is Jay Delsing, and I've spent a lifetime in golf. And when it comes to playing the game of golf, the dining experience of a club, the amenities a club has to offer, or a family atmosphere, there's no place in Missouri like Whitmore Country Club. At Whitmore Country Club, there are two 18-hole championship golf courses. The membership there also provides access to 90 holes of golf in total. There's a 4,000-square-foot fitness center with 24-hour access. There's three premium tennis courts, two massive outdoor swimming pools, there's junior programs for golf, swimming and tennis, and the best upscale and casual dining you'll find in the Metro St. Louis area. It's a club where you will feel comfortable, a club where family and friends come and get together and really feel at home. Whitmore Country Club. Find out more at whitmoregolf.com. That's whitmoregolf.com. is the front nine on golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is presented by the Ascension Charity Classic, September 5th through the 10th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Find out more at ascensioncharityclassic.com. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. This is the front nine. Appreciate the Ascension Charity Classic, September 5th through 10th. I'm going to get to play. Pearly's going to get to Caddy. And um, we're going to have a fun time. And so get your tickets. Come on out. Support the community. All the money stay for local charities. Ascension is a, gosh, a community rock star. And we appreciate their support on the show. All right, Jen. We also want to thank Darty Business Solutions for being the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. All right, Pearlie, we got to jump in right where we left off. Davis Thompson has got all of about, what, John, 40 feet for birdie after hitting it the front front right flag stick on the 17th, the Island Green, and he hits it, what, some 40, 40 feet or so, a little long and just slightly left? Yep, you got it on, but it, it was a long one. Yeah, and so, folks, I, I don't know if you got to see this or not, but he chose to leave the flag stick in, which, of course, is all within the, the new rules of the game. He hits a putt, John, that in his heart – he had to think, oh, it's dead center. This this is just dead center of the hole. Uh, I'm sure he felt that way. It was obviously moving a little bit, but it was awfully center. You know, it's a decision you make. I liked what he said. He leaves the pin in in those long putts because it helps him, uh, what did he say, with his perspective, his depth perspective, and he feels it's an easier play. So there's an advantage to it. 
But man, when that thing rattled out of the cup, it probably didn't feel like an advantage at that point. Oh, John, and the commentators were were right on the money. I mean, if this if there's no flag stick in there, is there any doubt in your mind that that ball just gets buried? I don't think there's a doubt, but uh, yeah, you, there you always know how that is goes. that they, right. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. So anyway, folks, his ball hits dead center of the flag stick, and the flag stick reverberated a little bit and just kind of jettisoned the ball about a foot or 18 inches away from the hole. And that wound up being the difference in the event. He, he made his putt for par, Rom parred, and they both parred 18. But, John, you know, it's another tribute to some of the junior golf programs, the college golf programs. These kids come out so polished. John, they are so much better than we were when when we were their age and playing out on the, the PGA Tour. It, it, it's, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, it is. It's fun to watch. Have you ever even heard of Davis Thompson before that, Jay? No, not no, not for the most part. No, I I hadn't either. And I'll tell you, I I kept looking at the swing, kind of looking for some flaws. And and I believe he's six three or six four, one ninety five. He moves it, and it is pretty. It's really pretty. There's just there's just not a lot's going to go wrong in that in general. And what a great start to get himself a second place that more or less kind of locks him in, I think, for keeping his card for the year, if not extremely, extremely close to that. Gets him into whatever other events he could possibly be in and catapults him in front of, you know, a, a showcase event uh, right to the lead. It was just fun to watch. And there was a couple of guys. Uh, there was a younger guy, Montgomery, who's been around a little bit. He, he, he reared up there. And uh, Chris Kirk had another great tournament. It was just so much fun. And what great conditions. I mean, those golf courses are tough, but it's really tough when there's wind. But they kind of had perfect conditions, and the courses were in perfect perfect shape on top of that. It was just really fun to watch. It really brought back great memories of us playing in the desert, me caddying, but also when we both played out there. John, you have to. We, we'd be remiss in saying how much, and I know this is in relative terms, but they've made PGA West rem, distinctively easier by cutting down all the bushes and all the stuff in the side and cleaning out some of that, those areas. Now, I'm not saying it's an easy golf course by any means because I concur with what you said, but back in the day when we played, John, if you missed the fairway, you were in that gorshy you know, those, those nasty bushes that you, you know, were dropping out of. And those things are all but gone now. It was a lot harder uh, back then. I think, it's, I think it's more playable. I think the guys can enjoy it now. They didn't enjoy it before because, as you know, you hit one a, a little bit off, and you didn't have to be that far off, but you could lose your ball in there pretty easy too. And that stuff was only, in a lot of t- cases, four, five, six inches tall, but you just weren't going to find your ball. But yeah. it still has a lot of its bite, but nowhere near the – severity let's call it of uh of what could happen especially when there's a little bit of wind out there but it was so much fun i got a stat for you though jay in the jay golf with jay delson where we're kind of close if rom wins his third in a row this week in san diego how many times did the tiger do that same that same feat winning three tournaments in a row never 14 times wow i wasn't even 14 close times. i thought it was a trick question Tigers well, won. Well, it kind of wasn't. It was wow. a trick question because you got it wrong. But I mean, it just hasn't been done very much out there. And here's back to you when you look at Tiger and how spectacular he was. Fourteen times he had three wins. In oh the my row. gosh! It just, it just, you know, John. We just forget. You know, we just forget how dominant and dominant he was. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Hey, Pearl, let's jump over to Liv. Liv's got a new TV deal. Give me a second. Give me a Go second because I want to do one, one little note I want to throw yep. out there just for us, us to watch. And you and I are both Scotty uh, uh, Scheffler fans. You're not going to be that number one player in the world if your putter isn't hot, hot as a pistol pretty much all season. So it's going to be interesting. His is not right now. He's playing well, but it just isn't. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens if he gets it hot and he gets back on track or if it stays kind of We'll call it lukewarm, and he just can't get better than that fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, top ten type of situation. So just something for us all to keep our eye on. John, you know, we saw Jordan Spieth, another great putter from the state of Texas, go through these struggling issues early in their career. And it makes you wonder, because it took Jordan more than a minute to get out of it, and it makes you wonder that very first time, Pearl, when you start missing putts that you've normally made most of your life. Do you know what to go back to, to work on? Because John, it's never happened before. 
you've always been this great putter. How much, because I remember Jordan Spieth saying he had to go back to old tapes to look at his old stroke to try to figure out what he did well and what he's not currently doing. And that's what I wonder about Scotty Chef and to see, see how this is going to play out because he's a great putter and he's not putting nearly close to his standards right now. Well, and I'm just suggesting that whether it's mechanical, I'm not suggesting that it is, but you know, Jay, it's that next level of feel, that next level of confidence, that next level of being in the zone. And as it was with Jordan uh, Spieth and now, and with Scotty the last couple of years, you know, you can be a great player, but just not be in that next level where everything seems to lip in instead of lip out. And, and then all of a sudden, you don't win four times. You win once or you don't win at all. And all that's all it is. And that's what I think is hard for most of us to understand. It's it's beyond a fine line. It's, it's a, a fine line of a fine line. And I think if the guys get too wrapped up in it and start trying to change things, I'm not sure that that helps. It's just a matter of of being that Michael Jordan shooter, that Larry that Larry Bird shooter, that, that Steph Curry, where no thinking allowed – just fill it up. And sometimes that's just not going to get filled up. But I think trying and getting mechanical isn't the answer. Nope. Nope. It's going to be fun to watch, John. Uh, my my money's on Scotty Scheffler. I think he's a yep. v- extremely conscientious. I think he's a very self-aware golfer. And um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because we don't have to look very far, bro. It's going to play out right in front of us on our TV. Yep. It's, a, it's going to be a fun thing to do. And, and then we got to see uh, Ricky Fowler uh, kind of – poke his head up a little bit too so a lot of great things with a lot of great golf watching for the next month or so yeah really up i'm working trying to get ricky on the show really hoping that he uh that he gets his game back together i love rooting for him all right pearl so we're going to jump we got a few minutes left on this uh, uh front nine but um i wanted to to talk about the live tv deal they just signed a deal with the cw which uh, of all places i wasn't i wasn't exactly sure where the hell that was on the tv um but it's interesting, John, because I dug into this a little bit. There's no rights fees being paid to live right now. So they are basically doing it as a means of trying to draw attention. So they're going to be out trying to sell ads and gain uh, um, advertisers and people to come on and jump on this network to have their products aired during a live golf telecast. What are your thoughts on that, John? Well, I looked up CW a little bit myself too. It's just kind of one of those ran- random stations out there. I don't know, Jay, to me, it just continues to hold them back as far as being legitimate. Uh, so I, I don't really know where to go, but I guess there's something there. I, I think it shows a, a little bit of a desperation to try to get something happening. So this this CW now has got to learn to do golf, which you've gone through that with a, with a network when they were trying to learn how to do golf, TV golf. It's not that easy, to say the least. And they're going to be traveling. I'm looking at their schedule. Mexico, Arizona, Florida, Australia, Singapore, Oklahoma, Washington, D.C., Spain, England, New Jersey, Illinois, Miami, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that's a tall order to get the TV crew to figure that one out. It's going to be interesting. They're going to they're going to definitely have to shoot the the event in a manner that we've never experienced before watching golf, which might be there's probably going to be some good things in there. Nope, there's no question about it. It's going to be interesting and that's going to be a lot of travel and I know that Live Golf is on uh, foot in the bill for some of that for some of those initial costs too bro that's going to wrap up the front nine but uh don't go anywhere folks we will be right back with the back nine this is golf with jay delson that was the front nine presented by the ascension charity classic coming up it's the back nine and more of golf with jay delsing Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, 
log on to jdelsingolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsingolf.com. The official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show is the Dean Team. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They provide me, Pearlie, and our families with all of our cars. The reason we went with the Dean Team is because we could trust them. We knew at the Dean Team they were going to take care of us, and they have. They made the entire car buying experience so simple. It was more than just simply selling us a vehicle. The Dean Team made our car buying experience seamless and enjoyable throughout that entire process. The Dean Team has the complete car buying steps done before you head into their showroom. They're ready to answer all your questions and set your mind at ease when buying a vehicle. At the Dean Team, they offer new, pre-owned, and all the services included with your Dean Team purchase. When you're with the Dean Team, they become lifelong friends. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, located at Manchester Road in Kirkwood. The Dean Team. This is Jay Delsing. Did you know that Marcone is the largest authorized appliance parts distributor in the world? That's right, the largest in the world. Did you know that Marcone is based right here in our backyard of St. Louis, Missouri? Well, that's pretty impressive. What's more impressive is the way that they give back to the St. Louis community and our region. CEO Jim Sowers has donated service dogs to the wounded servicemen and women of our armed forces. Suites at St. Louis Blues Games have been donated and auctioned off in which all proceeds were given to the backstoppers. Then there was the Marcone Police and Firefighters Viewing Deck at the Ascension Charity Classic this past year. It was a huge success. So much so that it's being implemented on other tour stops around on the PGA Tour. To Jim Sowers and his incredible team at Marcone, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Marcone, a proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. This is the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is presented by Pro-Am Golf, located in Brentwood. See what Pro-Am Golf can do for you. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearlie's with me. I'm Jay, and we're headed to the Back Nine, brought to you by our friends at Pro-Am Golf. Get fitted, folks. We're getting the message consistent. You got to get fitted this year. I, I just want a, a couple more parting shots about the Live TV deal. It's, it's really interesting to, to see how this thing is going to play out. I still have no idea what the future holds in terms of PGA Tour and Live recon, uh, reconciliation. I read some, uh, some uh, interviews and some nonsense that Greg Norman's putting out there about Tiger Woods. And it's just, you know, there's all of this banter back and forth from Greg and for the most part, it's a one-sided thing, John. It just someone needs to get a hold of him and say, "Just do your thing. Just do your thing. Quit talking so much." Yeah, but Jay, I think he sees that as free publicity, especially when he can evoke the Tiger Woods name. And I wish—I don't think they're doing it much—but I wish the guys on the tour would just let their playing and that kind of stuff speak for them. I think if you get in a back and forth banter, because Greg's got nothing to lose right now. He's just out there throwing fireballs. And, and hoping that they land here and there. And I just wish the guys would stay away from it, just go play. And when I continue to hear this reconciliation, other than re-accept some of the players back, what reconciliation? Why would they even accept anything other than possibly a pass forward for the players to come back at some point? I'm not, I don't follow the rec- reconciliation concept. No, that's all I mean by the reconciliation is how do we get the best players in the world playing against each other, you know, on a more regular basis than just the majors? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I don't I'm with you on that. And my, my guess, we, they'll make that happen sometime. But I think Liv needs to go away. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. All right, so, Pearl, let's talk about the, the LPGA Tournament of Champions down at Lake Nona, down in Orlando. Um Man, I am a huge Brooks Henderson fan. Really great to see her get off to such a good start. Really great to see her hold some putts and things like that. But what a star-studded leaderboard. And, John, I don't know if you caught 
Charlie Hall. We've mentioned how tour players, both men and women, work on their bodies to change their body type. Scott Stallings, folks, if you haven't seen the transformation on the men's PGA Tour that Scott Stallings has made, you have got to check it out. It is staggering. I mean, the, the Bryson DeChambeau was well-documented and, and, and fun to watch. Scott Stallings is remarkable. But if you look at Miss Charlie Hall, this young Brit, she has really, really gotten herself into some strong golf shape, and she played a lot of good golf this weekend as well. Super impressive, super nice lady. I'm pretty sure she's the one when uh, in their uh, Curtis Cup when they had a controversy because one of the ladies was playing kind of hardball with a, a putt being given or not, and there was some banter back and forth, and people weren't getting along. She started crying. She just wanted to play golf. I guess she's about the sweetest thing out there, and and it, it's fun to see her do well. It's fun to see herself be confident out there. And man, you're right. She she is she's a fashion plate out there for sure as far as how she's looking. But just another quality lady on the ladies' tour. So we got to see a bunch more uh, Annika Sorenstam this last weekend, Brooke Henderson, and then our favorite, Melly Corda. She's really looking good again, too. And it's fun to watch the guys play with any of them. And you can just kind of see they're, like, really impressed. Like, wow, these ladies can really flat play. Brooke Henderson, say, Jay, is very bat and ball. Yeah. It's not it's not as pretty and flowy as Nelly Corda's. But from an athletic to stand up there and smash it with, your, with the bat, it's impressive. It's really impressive. Oh, John, there's no question about that. And what I was talking about, Charlie Hull, is just the the definition you could see in her legs, the definition you could see in her arms, and you could see the way, you know, she's so talented, turns, and, and I'd love to see if she picked up some extra distance with, you know, getting herself so fit um, uh, was extremely impressive. I did get to follow, uh, when we worked with the uh, Fox golf team, I did get to follow uh, Brooks Henderson and um, and watch her play. And John, if you break down her swing, which we were doing on Fox, it is absolutely remarkable how much she swings like John Daly. Her backswing gets so long, and you know she's a tiny little thing. I bet you she doesn't weigh much more than a hundred pounds, and she's probably not more than five foot three or four. The length of her backswing and the speed that she creates, and that tiny little body is remarkable. Yeah, it's awesome. I don't know if. You- you know, too, they took that longer driver away from her. I think about a year, season ago, maybe maybe almost two seasons now, because they they changed the regulations out there, and she just adapted right off the bat. Oh just yeah, so much fun to watch, and, and and such a gritty competitor. Just she's got that little little you know sweet lady look about her, but she's an absolute hard-nosed competitor. She's tough. Oh, John, it reminded me of when we had the great Nancy Lopez in for the Ascension Charity Classic this past September, and we were talking to her, and she said, yeah, I can remember when my dad you know, got me these, uh, got me braces and said, I want you to keep smiling. And, 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 and um, she learned that, you know, she could have this beautiful, sweet smile. And inside, she was churning away like all get out as a competitor. Nancy Lopez Man, she told some great stories. We're going to have to get her on the show one time, too, because she talked about how much she hated to lose, whether she's playing at home with her friends or playing with her husband or kids, whatever. She's like, we might be playing for a drink. I said, Nancy, you don't drink. She goes, I don't care. I'm not losing. You know, she she has that same mentality. And I'm, awesome. with, I'm with you with uh, what you said with uh, – with Brooks and and, and uh, Nelly, not quite as much, but Brooks sure, sure has that look. And let's talk a little bit about the celebrity portion of this. My nephew, Taylor Twelman, who's been on the show a couple of times, who has just left ESPN as their lead soccer analyst and gone to Apple because the MLS signed a five-year deal with Apple. So Taylor's moved over there, and Taylor played in the celebrity event, finished with 120 points, finished T11th, a really good finish. He's a great player, Taylor. I talked to him about 25 times this past weekend, and and we were talking. He was asking for some tips. We were talking back and forth, and he said his back's been bothering him, and he only gets to play really once a week. And Marty Fish Pearl went off, won the tournament. I don't know what the final tally was, but I said to Taylor, is Marty Fish cheating? And we both laughed because he had such a huge lead. Well, he's, he's been kind of a perennial favorite on that uh, 
celebrity tour that Marty Fish has been a solid, solid player for a long time. He had some quality shots coming down the stretch, too. Oh, he sure did, and it was neat to see John Lester, who's been on the show, and John Smoltz playing there, who's been on the show. That was a lot of fun. And, John, i got to tell you this story. Back in the, oh, gosh, the late 80s, we're playing down at Disney, and there's a father-son tournament. It just so happens that my sister, Moochie, and Taylor's dad, Tim, my brother-in-law, had um, the two, they, I don't even think Alex was born yet, their youngest. And so they had the two boys down there, and we're at Disney, and they're going to the parks, and there's a father-son tournament. So I said to Moo, I said, Moo, do, do you care if um, uh, Taylor plays as my son? We'll go play in this thing. It'll be fun. Nobody cares. I asked if it was all right. They said, no problem. So sure enough, we go out there. He signs in as Taylor Delsing, and we get paired with Raymond Floyd and his son, Robert, and Doug Tool and his son. And, uh, oh, my gosh, we have a blast. We, I'll never forget this, Pearl. We go down there, this, this golf course in Orlando right, outside, right next to the Magnolia. We're actually within the grounds of the Magnolia is called We Links. And the, the only thing that was remarkable about this, John, is they had AstroTurf for the greens. And it completely screwed my partner and my my uh, my quickly adopted son up because we uh, uh, he hit his drive out on the first hole. I hit my second our second shot on the green about ten feet from the hole. He putted it right off the green. I chipped it up to about two and a half feet, and he putted it right off the green again. And he said, "Uncle," he said, "Uncle Jay, these greens are really fast." I said, "Hey, you just got to hit that ball a little bit softer." <laughs> you know, we, we had so much fun, and uh, uh, but the play is Taylor Delsing. I think we wound up finishing third. We we got a hoot out of that, especially, you know, I went on to have four daughters. So that was as close as I ever got to a, to a father-son other than getting to play with my dad a couple times. Only you would pull off playing with a father and son on tour without, without it actually being your son. That's that's Somehow that doesn't surprise me, but even for you, that's a stretch. I, I don't know, Jen. I got to tell you, I love talking about the LPGA Tour. I thought it was really fun and impressive to watch. And uh, they're off to a great start. It'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know, Nellie Corda made a wholesale change uh, in her equipment, and so she dropped Titleist, and she's gone to TaylorMade. So that's going to be interesting. We've all had pretty strong opinions about what that happened, what can happen there. So it'll be fun to watch. Well, you know what, Jay Brooke Henderson did the same thing, and she she did just fine. And they both said that, as far as they can tell so far. Obviously, Brooke is going to say that, but both of them said the transition's been seamless at this point. There's so much testing capability but i loved what nelly Cordes said about it she said you know you can test all day long but until you're under the gun in a tournament you're not going to really know and uh, i think that's a great comment uh you you and i would talk about that all the time you, the feel on the range the feel in the practice rounds nothing's the same as when you're trying to hit some shots to make a cut or be in the contention all of a sudden the game the clubs the ball everything feels completely different no, it actually does, John. I think that's a really good point. And how many times did I hit a driver on the range and just absolutely stripe it? I could move it left to right, right to left, any of that stuff. Get on the golf course. Couldn't find the golf course with it. Well, don't bring that up. <laughs> it was the driver's fault, John. It had to be the driver's fault. I, I, I could only, yeah, I swapped, I, I could I, only blame I, I you swapped, for the front I swapped, nine. I swapped drivers on you from the practice tee to the first tee. I just, I should have told you. I figured you did. I knew it was I, – I figured somewhere do, deep down it was, it was your fault. But, um, John, have you had a chance to play Lake Nona? Have you played any of the courses in Orlando other than Bay Hill? Isleworth I've played, yeah, and it's it's fantastic. I, I didn't, have not played Nona, no. I heard that the greens were just absolutely uh, – Taylor said they're just like, like lightning, and he said it was so much fun uh, to get out there and play. And uh, it looked like they, they got some nice weather down there, too, John. Well, and they were gushing about the conditions beyond the greens, which was a lot of fun. I think it was, uh, well, the ladies were saying there's probably not going to be a better golf course for them all year long. So they've kind of hit the pinnacle. Their majors, obviously, the golf courses are great. But even then, they said they just don't think they can, they're going to stack up completely to the condition that Lake Nona had. It was it was quite a spectacle. It was it was phenomenal. John, have you ever pulled up an LPGA schedule? You talked about the live and moving all over. Have you ever? Now that we're on there, we should tip our cap to to these girls. You cannot believe the travel schedule that these guys go through. Hey, I talk about the travel schedule in the events. I don't know if you saw this little special report, and I wish they wouldn't spend so much time on it. But apparently, they didn't have lockers or a locker room for the ladies for this tournament at Lake Nona. So there was quite a. Uh, uh, 
an, an issue, let's put it that way, before this event. And and I thought that the lady players did a very good job, but there was some real barking by, I guess, some of the officials uh, to, to try to make that happen. It just wasn't coming together, and somehow the ladies got shut out of, out of that. They made some makeshift situation uh, put together. But, you know, those are all the things that, you know, we don't hear about, hopefully, normally. Living out of your trunk, certain things aren't there. You know, it always makes it look on TV like everything's perfect. And as you know well, Jay, it's not always perfect. They do their best, but there's plenty of times where there's some pretty serious glitches as far as trying to really be prepared for the week. John, I was reading about that, and I saw the, the, the block of the locker sitting there, and I thought it was some sort of joke, and I, I meant to go back and look at it. What was the issue? What, what, what happened to the locker room? Well, I think just because of the nature of the event, for one, right? You've got you've got you know regular players, you've got celebrities, you've got the lady players, you've got a lot going on there. But apparently, they had some flooding in one of the latest uh, hurricanes, to where one of the uh, locker rooms got flooded out, so they they couldn't handle that. And I guess there was also some other club commitments that they had going on, where they were they kind of they just ran out of space on these things, and they had to make it work. Yeah, you know what, John? I can remember back in the day, the first time that I played at the uh, in New Orleans at the USF&G Classic down in, uh, we played at Lakewood. I got to the 12th green. John, there wasn't a blade of grass on it. It was all sand, and it was painted beautiful green. <laughs> and, 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 Pearl, this is no no lie. When I played in the, the British Open, I played in the Scottish Open and the British Open in 1995, and I got to Carnoustie, and I... Um, when I got my locker at Carnoustie, John, dirt on the floor. It was a floor bottom. It was a dirt bottom. There was not a concrete base to the locker room there. You know, when I traveled with you out there through the years, it, it would blew me away. I'll just talk about golf con- condition because especially the early times, the caddies weren't allowed to really touch anything other than <laughs> grab the clubs and get on the golf course. So I, could, I couldn't speak to the clubhouses. But I was surprised early years. It's changed certainly quite a bit. But I could I was surprised because TV would always make the, the greens and the conditions look so perfect. And I can remember many times thinking, how the heck are you going to make a putt on these greens? They're they're bumpy. They're chunky. They're all over the place. That was also back in the in the day of of the steel spikes and and you couldn't knock your spike marks down. So there was a combination of things. But between condition, spikes, changing of the rules, it's changed immensely out there. Oh my gosh, it certainly has. And John, it still seems odd to watch the guys tap and the gals to tap, tap down spike very, marks. Very, very odd. It just, very odd. You know, I played, the last round I played, I think I was down in Florida playing with my brother. And, you know, it, it just, it, it still felt like cheating. I was like, oh yeah, I can tap the spike mark down. You know, every once in a while, you'll get one so strategically placed in your line that you can't, you know, you can't avoid it. And sure enough, now you get to tap it down. You know, Pearl, that's going to wrap up our back nine we've got one more segment we've got the 19th hole coming this is the golf with jay delsing show it's brought to you by darty business solutions john and i'll be right back with the 19th hole this has been the back nine presented by pro-am golf we'll make the turn into the clubhouse and head into the 19th hole that's next on golf with jay delsing This is Jay Delsing, and if you're like me, you're always looking for the best ways to improve your game. That means getting the best, most up-to-date equipment you can find in golf. You can find that equipment at Pro-Am Golf. Pro-Am Golf is located in Brentwood, and since Pro-Am Golf opened in 1975, they have been more than just selling golf equipment. Pro-Am Golf is dedicated to helping build your game inside and out. Pro-Am Golf can custom fit all your clubs specifically to your build. They offer private one-on-one lessons and they carry golf gear for every part of your game. That means clubs, balls, shoes, apparel, accessories from all the major brands. I get asked all the time by golfers, where should I go get fitted for clubs? And I tell everyone to head to Pro-Am Golf. They're the best in town. And make sure you ask for CJ. That's Pro-Am Golf. Visit ProAmGolfUSA.com. That's ProAmGolfUSA.com. Powers Insurance and Risk Management combines 200 years of experience and cutting-edge products to deliver exceptional service, value, and clarity to their clients. 
Powers Insurance will deliver the highest quality property and casual insurance programs and strategic planning consultation services in the industry. Insurance can be overwhelming and confusing. It can be tough to understand. Powers Insurance simplifies it for you and your business. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you by providing ongoing assistance, consultation, and service that will help you control your insurance expenses and your workplace safety. Find out how Powers Insurance can help you. Visit powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and let's head to the 19th hole. And welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay here, Pearly's with me. We're headed to the 19th hole. Thanks for joining us today. We want to thank Darty Business Solutions for sponsoring the Golf with Jay Delsing show. We appreciate them for the support and all they do in our community. All right, Pearl. So you, I wanted, I want to backtrack a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about what you were saying about uh, some of the golf venues that I, I think the live schedule. John, didn't the live schedule just come out this week? I think recently it has, uh, very recently, and I've got it in front of me. And I just wanted to ask you about a couple of the golf courses that you could comment on. As we talked about conditions of the golf course, there's also types of golf courses. And that's really been firmed up through the years. I'm sure you could look back in the early years, Jade, you guys played some golf courses that the guys would laugh at nowadays. And it's just kind of interesting, some of the names that the Liv has come up with here. So first one up is uh, February 24th through 26th. I'm not sure you're even going to know this one, but El Camelion in uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Did you ever play down there? Pearl, you caddied for me. That's Mayacoma. That's the Greg Norman course in Mayacoma. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, so we could we could a, spend the rest of our, our segment talking about that. I mean, how difficult a driving golf course can that be when the wind blows? Talking about uncomfortable. As a caddy, I was uncomfortable on every tee. Greg Norman seems to have this because he did it with that uh, – shoot, I'm going to forget the name of his course down in uh, Sugarloaf? Naples or – Oh, and oh, and, uh, Tiburon. 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 It's kind of the same way. If, he's, if you pipe it right down the center, it might stay in the fairway, but you get it rolling in either direction – and that thing keeps rolling in the wrong direction down into some hazard or some bushes or something. That's certainly the way that it was down in uh, at the Playa del Carmen property. And like you said, when the wind blows a little bit tough, otherwise it was a well-conditioned golf course. There was good things and, and they had held the tournament there a couple of years. So I think that's an established property. That's fair enough. Well, the, the world, the, up the, hang on just a second. Let's comment a, a little bit more, John, because there's something really remarkable about that place. And it's the past Palum greens down there that they have that are absolutely maintained and watered using salt water, which is really, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a different, remember you and I looked at those, those, uh, that, that blade of grass, our first time down there, we're like, what in the hell kind of Bermuda is this? You know, and we found out that it was no Bermuda at all. And it was, I did not find those greens easy to read at all, John. Hey Jay, if I remember right, we didn't find anything easy to find about that golf course on any aspect, greens, tees, fairways, bunkers, uh, Barranca, water holes, none of it was easy for us, if I remember correct. I think we uh, we booked flights on Friday home there a couple times, didn't we? <laughs> Which was really dumb because it's a fun place to be. There's a lot of cool things down there, so it's it's a good attraction for the family and for other people to go along uh, for the ride. Uh, that's for sure. It was it was a beautiful area. Yeah, the the um, the worldwide technology, uh, gosh, the St. Louis based company that sponsored the the tour event there the last couple of years. Uh, played there and um, 
Victor Hovland has got a hell of a, I think he's won two events there and was going for a three-peat this year. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, so we definitely played there. It's a beautiful spot to go. People are going to love that. I don't know about spectators. There'll be, there'll be a handful of spectators there, John. There's just not a lot of people in that area that are going to be golf fanny, so to speak, um, other than some of the, maybe some of the locals. Yeah, not too much. Even when you guys played down there, there, there just wasn't much gallery. Well, the next one is called the Gallery Golf Club in Tucson, Arizona. What do you, what do you remember about that one, Jay? We played Pearl. We played there years and years ago when it first opened, and it is it, back in the day. It was way out. I mean, Pearl. It was almost what where we when we would play Tucson National, we'd stay right in there near Ina Road. And I think Pearl, this thing was probably forty five minutes out. I think it was called the Gallery at Dove Canyon, something similar to that, John. And we played out there before there were any homes. There were any – hell, there was nothing but greens, fairways, and cactus, as far as I remember. And it seemed like there were a hell of a lot more cactuses than there were fairways. <laughs> I think we remember it the same way. Well, here's what, here's the name out of your past for sure that you're going to remember. And I have to say I'm surprised that the, it, they're hosting at this property, but maybe you feel differently about it. Orange County National in Orlando, Florida. Oh, yeah, that's a surprise. Now, the, the, what do they have, Pearl? The Crooked Cat and the Panther, two golf courses there? Yeah, yeah, two two cat-related courses, correct. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not sure which one they're playing. Yeah, so what's odd about that to me, John, is it's in the middle of absolute nowhereville, Orlando. I mean, it's 30 minutes in the middle of the, of the Palmetto trees out there, John, as I recall. I don't remember. I remember I got my card. Shoot, Corey Pavin caddied for me there. And uh, gosh, he was horrible at reading putts, by the way. We can tell that story later. But anyway, I remember getting my, I remember standing up there and having about a 12-foot putt for birdie on the 18th hole, downhill right to left, and I hit a little firm, lifted out, went about four and a half feet by, and I didn't know it at the time, but I needed to make that putt to get my card. And he looked at me and goes, you need help? I go, leave me alone. I was, like, I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to look at anybody. I waited my turn. I went through my routine, and somehow that sucker found the uh, the center of the cup and uh, wound up with our card. But that, you know, John, there, there's that's going to really be a stretch to get spectators out there. Well, you know, I just wonder how much they, they care to have the spectators out or, or any group of it because the properties that they play don't match up well with spectators. So what about the quality of the golf course? Are you Are you a fan or not? Boy, I have a feeling that unless, you know, the one thing they do have about those golf courses, John, is they do have lots of room. So maybe they're going to throw in some new tees. But if they don't, the tour players are going to come there and, you know, they're going to they're gonna smash uh, distance-wise. I just don't remember the greens being that good. And maybe they'll overseed because, uh, Pearl, what time of year are they going to Orlando? March 31st through April 2nd. Oh, hell. That better be overseeded already <laughs> or else it's not going to work. Gonna be, I, I, I think that's going to be a tough one. That's, that's my call. Let's, let's get to a couple more here, though. Sure. Now, Adelaide, Australia, you and I went down there and played, but I don't remember the name of the golf course because I was on my deathbed. But the Grange Golf Club, does that ring a bell? I did play the Grange Golf Club, and, and I don't think uh, – I, I, we played Kuyunga is the course that we played, which was a really super fun golf course. The Grange we played on uh, Wednesday when, because we weren't in the Pro-Am. I don't think they even had a Pro-Am down in Australia. I don't remember it as being anything remarkable by any stretch, John. And Adelaide, Australia is beautiful, but it's kind of off the beaten trail as well. It definitely is. It definitely is. Well, we got a couple others. I'll tell you one that's pretty phenomenal because I was there working the, uh, the Ryder Cup once upon a time with my wife and NBC Golf, June 30th through July 2nd, uh, Valderrama, Real Club Valderrama in, uh, in Spain. So that's, that's a classic kind of well-known golf course for the European Tour and, and a real special place. So that's going to certainly be one of the places that they stand out for sure. Now, John, they um, had cork. They had, did they have cork trees there or were they? Yeah, they're just the, gorgeous. Just what, gorgeous. What, what, cork, cork, I, think, I think they're just called a cork or cork oak. They're just, it is such a beautiful property. Unfortunately for us, it rained cats and dogs much of the event. But the, the whole area, the Marbella area, 
uh, just absolutely spectacular. It's the who's who of the world. We're, we're down there walking the, uh, the boardwalk, and uh, yachts are pulling up in two or three portions. We drive off the end of the yacht uh, onto the onto the boardwalk to go to dinner. It's uh, not what I was used to growing up next to. You brought your Porsche over to Spain? Yeah. <laughs> no, I pulled it out of my pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a matchbox car. John, what makes Valderrama, where the greens, I remember, is it the 17th green? One of the greens coming down the stretch is kind of wonky, isn't it? Well, I think a lot of them, are, there's a lot of knowledge. I, I want to say that it's kind of a false front that really makes it hard with the water. But, Jay, it's a, it's a gorgeous facility. The golf course is beautiful. There's some, uh, there's some undulation to it. There's some elevation changes to it with the trees, the manicure of the whole place, the nature of the beast in that part of Spain. It's, it's, it's a gorgeous place to be. It's a, it's a bucket list place if you get a chance. Fantastic. What else we got, Pearl? Well, we got uh, Rich Harvest Farms. Have you played that one up in Chicago? I have not. I feel like I know it a little bit. Chip Beck is a good buddy of mine. He's talked about it for years and years. Did you get a chance to play there? I played there last fall. It's just a gorgeous facility. Just a place you want to go go play golf for sure. Just the way they run the pro shop, the way they run the clubhouse. It's it's one of those places they really make you feel special, and it's a beautiful course. The layout-wise and, and stuff like that relative to spectators, again, you know, when we're used to this day and age with TPC stadium type of properties, it's nothing like that, but it's a pretty place, Jay. I don't know what the guys think about that. A lot of it has to do with the, the, the tees that they use. There's a lot of course knowledge out there from kind of a, a visual aspect of it, but a but a gorgeous facility, just a just a beautiful facility. John, where is it? And it's is one of the suburbs, quite a ways away from the city, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's Sugar Grove, Illinois, and I want to say it's it's uh, you know 15, 20 miles south and a little bit west of Chicago. That's what I remember, kind of going in there. Just drove up with some other guys. It was kind of easy to access. You didn't have to fight any Chicago traffic by a long shot to get up there. It's very much out in the country. But it's another one of those properties where it was just a dream of a guy who I don't even think is that big of a golfer necessarily. He just wanted to kind of do it. In some ways, it's his private golf course, and it's uh, ju- it's just spectacular. And, and I, you've gone to the places where everybody that works there just gets it yeah. as part of the culture. That's what they do at Rich Harvest Farms. It's a it's a beautiful place and a midwestern place. So that'll be a good, a uh, little bit of good flavor for the uh, for LIV. Uh, anything else uh, on the list? Bro? Yeah. Well, one one other piece that I think you're going to be able to re- relate to is Trump National Drill. Is Trump National Drill the same as the Blue Monster it is. back in the day, Jay? Yes, sir. It is the Blue Monster. Trump owns that property now. He owns all six courses down there. And man, I have not played there since Raymond Floyd and those guys redid it. But that, that that 18th hole will stand out in my mind as one of the most difficult holes I've ever played on the finish. It's no fun getting through a hole term and then standing up in a hole where you kind of look down there and go like, I'm not really sure how to play this. Pearl, I, I can't, we can't get off of this without talking about our good buddy Greg Kraft and, and how he was coming down competing. I think he was either tied for the lead or was he playing with Craig, uh, uh, was he playing with Craig Perry maybe? I don't know. Maybe I've got that wrong. But he drives it, does the hard part so beautifully, drives it right down the heart of the fairway on 18. And I remember succinctly the cameras were behind him, and he's getting ready to hit his second shot. And he looks back at the camera and says, This is what it's all about. And his next shot went? Halfway to the hole, right in the pond. Right in the lumber yard. Excuse me. Right in the lumber yard, Danny. Right in the lumber. It yard. went right in the lumber yard. Oh, John, I wanted to crawl. Uh, it, it was it was heart wrenching because I know him a little bit through you, and even if you don't know him, it was heart wrenching. His his his. I don't think he was ever the same player after that. John, his shoulders were touching his kneecaps. <laughs> I felt <laughs> that, so. Is that bad? Oh my gosh, John. I, let me tell you a little story that I learned. That, so I'm playing there my rookie year and trying to figure out how, how the hell do you play this 18th hole. So you're hitting a three or four iron in if you manage to hit the fairway and there's no room. You miss it one inch left and it goes in the water. And I finally, my second year, I was playing with a couple veterans in a practice run. They go, did you figure out how to play 18 yet? I said, no, sir. I was trying to figure out. I go, you don't aim for the green. You just hit your second shot into the bleachers and hope you get it up and down. And I was like. Ah, because you get a free drop in the bleacher. So, John, I'm watching these guys. All the guys that have played there more than three or four years are firing their second shot right into the people. <laughs> and I was like, four. And I'm then they're saying, don't yell four. 
don't yell for it. We don't want him getting out of the way. We hit him. We're gonna hit him in a soft spot. The ball dropped down. But I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys have it already fi- all figured out. Burley, thank you so much for being with me. I, I loved it, Jay. Have a great day. All right, folks. We'll talk to you next week with more golf with Jay Delsing. Thank you, Doherty Business Solutions. Hit him straight, St. Louis. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. Golf.com.